are listening to Talking Out of Slot, the podcast about having fun with slot cars. I'm Scott. And I'm Nick. I'm slightly stunned by how loud that was when you came in there. <laughs> Sorry. Hello. Hello. I'm, I'm Brian Blessed. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not Brian. For those for those listening, I'm I'm not Brian Blessed. <laughs> Gordon is not. probably still alive. Anyway, anyway. We're not comparing any slot car manufacturers this week, are we, Scott? Not that we plan to, but you never know no. where it leads. You know, it might train happen. of consciousness or whatever you call it. Yeah, it might, it <laughs> might happen. It might happen. Um, what I am keen to talk about, though, uh, is yeah. another form of competition. So, having done oh, the yes. World Cup, and thank you to everybody who has commented on on that. Uh, it's been very interesting. It was good fun to do, and seemingly some of you had some good fun. Um, is that I went finally, finally made my way down to the Worthing HO Club which is slightly misleading because the night I went to wasn't HO, it was Skeletric Digital. And the reason I say finally is they hold these evenings on Saturdays, so it's either Wednesday evening or Saturday throughout the year, and for one reason or another, every time it's come up, I thought, oh, I must go, I must go, and I never have. Finally threw myself down there um, two weeks ago now, uh, and it's fantastic, absolutely. So to the guys down at Worthing HO Digital, uh, or the club, um, Made everybody welcome. I was one of about half a dozen or slightly more even uh, newbies, people who'd never been before or even done the, the digital thing before. And the format is, so there's a huge digital track in this lovely old barn, uh, which is a great setting. And um, the cars are provided. And the first set of races were NASCAR, so it's electric NASCAR. And the second set were Pioneer Legends. But if you stick with the NASCAR, for reasons which will become obvious. Tease. <laughs> um, so they divide the teams up, and there's a, one of the younger members is made captain, then one of the top drivers is allocated to each team, and then they kind of divide it all up, and one of the newbies was put in each team. And I was very lucky, uh, as opposed to the people who got me given to them, in as much as the team I was in was rather good. Um, so we then did three 20-minute races, effectively, uh, where you have to swap driver every five minutes. You have to do pit stops. Um, and to break everyone in easily, it, for the first round, it's just pit stops to change drivers. There's no tyre wheel, there's no fuel. Then they introduced fuel, so you have to go into pit stops, you have to refuel and then go. And for the final one, it was pit stops and tyres. So it got more complicated as you went along. Obviously, lane changing and all that sort of thing. So we got practice sessions, somebody told us how to do it. Uh, and then we did the races. Then we started off, our car actually, we weren't doing too well, but not too badly. Uh, and the car started shedding a rear wheel every couple of laps, which is less than optimum. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I thought, well, that's fine when we are. The second uh, batch of 20 minutes, we won by 10 laps. Uh, and then it came into the final batch. Uh, and of course, we're using a different car each time. And uh, anyway, it was very nip and tuck, but I'm very pleased to see that, that the team I was in, and I'm phrasing that very carefully, the team, <laughs> I, the team I was in won. And um, much to my delight, we all got pushed up in front of a sort of podium and presented with a medal. So oh, I, I've, I've, I've well, got a keep medal. Well, you should keep that on until you win another one, then. I think we had a long time. A bit like my, um, <laughs> my, my Scottish celebration rugby top. Um, and then the measure of how old it is, it's not even six nations, it's five nations. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's 25 years ago or something. So, uh, 
fantastic. You know, it was three quid. I didn't need to take a car. I didn't need to take a controller. I was made to feel very welcome. Uh, you know, you got stuck in. You did marshalling, help pack away at the end of it, all that good stuff. So it was lovely. So thank you to the guys down there. Uh, I mean, I know, I think someone said to me, and I'm pointing no fingers, that, you know, we'd previously referred to digital as, I think, something like the spawn of the devil. Uh, we see all sorts of we see all sorts of things in the heat of the moment. You know, I think we Pedro for that, can't we? <laughs> yeah, it was the last guy. It was definitely the last. Guy. <laughs> anyway, let's um, get used to that, folks. There's an election coming, um, but it was great fun. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to. I'm, I was before we went on to record. I was trying to encourage you to come on down because I'd be interested to see how you what you make of it. It is kind of about how fast you go, mm. but it's also about managing traffic so it, it really is like proper endurance racing it's it's quite fascinating anyway yeah i like slot endurance and my one digital experience was quite fun although that was 124th um but so that everything was different but um yeah that was lots of people driving up my backside and uh nerfing mm. yeah that um uh, well, that, that's 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 the thing to avoid there is some uh, a little bit like real racing, you know, yellows breed yellows. So that once you get <laughs> once you get a couple of cars off, the other cars arrive pretty quickly, and uh, so just get it but out I, of the system all at once. I should have stopped. You'll notice I haven't gone on to mention the pioneer races which followed, which were uh, essentially the same format, but it was two drivers uh, and a kind of knockout uh, system. Um, it was just as much fun. We just I just didn't do so well, but I should have stopped after the NASCAR because, like you, a long time I did. The first and only previous uh, digital race I did was at a Margate weekend with Skeletric with the NSCC. Oh, when you they won first... something there, didn't you? We, I won. <laughs> I won that. So I should just retire from digital <laughs> racing. Uh, it says something about uh, how how lucky how lucky I am. Anyway, enough of my gloating. But the medal, I'm very chuffed with that, and um, so it's going to go. And it's yeah, it's it's proper metal. So I won't bite into it in Western <laughs> fashion because my aged teeth will that's give out. Olymp- anyway. That's what Olympians do now, isn't it? They all bite their medals. Yeah, let's. Um, there you go. <laughs> Got to get silver at the slot car Olympics. Nice. Slot car, yeah. I thought, do you know what? That's what we should do next. We've done the World Cup. We need to do the slot. <laughs> we need to do the slot Olympics. Never mind. So, what have you been up to? Uh, relatively little. I'm I'm dead jealous. Um, I've had sort of family stuff going on the last few weeks, so I haven't raced competitive. I've done one competitive race since the new year. Um, and that was on camera for the piece that's in this current issue of Motorsport. Came out a couple of days ago, so mm-hmm. six pages on uh, slot racing in all its many forms. Um, written, written, written by your good self, we should see. Written I mean, by you know. me, yes, yeah, by you. and uh, featuring the likes of that John Underwood and mm-hmm. um, several club members and some podcaster or other. Um, and also a certain model car brand manager as well who came along. Yes. yes, absolutely. Yeah, so everyone's everyone's in, um, and hopefully it's a nice piece for the hobby. And you know, when someone like motorsport, um, which is in its hundredth year this year, I believe, um, says, "Can you do a piece on slot car racing?" Um, because it looks quite interesting. Um, you, you know, a lot of times it's a Mickey take, isn't it? In the in the regular 
media of the world. So it's nice to have the opportunity to present it as a thing. And um, so we did. And it was fun. Uh, and it was the one time I've seen a snot card track since 2023. So um, looking forward to yeah. getting back out there again. I'm slightly galled that after all the build-up, I did manage to miss the opening round of Slot Rally GB. Um, congratulations oh. need to go to Mr. Gareth Jones, who won all three classes on what I believe is his track. So home ground advantage. In which case, the margin... His, victory. His club, his club, we have to suggest the tracks were all custom built for the event. They weren't, it wasn't like <laughs> it wasn't like he was <laughs> racing on the thing he's restored for the last twenty years. It was uh, but, yeah. but yeah, home yeah. home home hall advantage, which is only it's fair enough. Yeah, it's fair enough. But um so um props to that John Underwood then for finishing only two seconds behind him in uh, both modern and classic. Um, and for those of you who are interested in these things, um, it looks like the order in terms of performance of the cars is fairly unchanged at the moment. The top cars are the SRC Porsche 914 and Scalotto Di Tommaso Pantera when it comes to classics. Um, we've got the SRC Lancia Delta and the SRC Peugeot 205 Turbo Cez and the Ferrari 308 from Avant Slot at the top of the order when it comes to uh, 80s, 90s cars. And we've got the Scale Auto Peugeot 208 and NSR Le Mans cars, which shouldn't be there. Um, <laughs> yes, you probably need to explain what you mean there. <laughs> well, NSR GT3s um, do not resemble the Group N slash Group R GT cars that took part in rallies in the noughties. Um, and early tweens um, so, yeah. of, of the 21st so, century. So it could be summed up by saying all 911s are not the same. It's probably the way. The way and all Aston it. Martins are not the same. Um, the Aston Martins as well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you want an Aston Martin that looks like the Aston Martin rally car, it's the SCX one, the N24. Okay. Uh, so does, also, the SCX Porsche looks very much like the Porsche rally car. And that's our ones. Don't. One of my one of my favourite toy cars that that SCX nine eleven rally car. It's really good fun. I need to get some tyres for mine. Um, does this mean that come scrutineering at the season finale at Farnborough Park Club, you will be you you will be casting out these um, interlopers? Um, no, because it's not down to us, is it? It's down to the the rules. Okay. Um, I was just trying to stir up some controversy, motorsport style, you know. It would be in keeping with rallying. If Some of the stages would... might be a little bit narrower than an NSR <laughs> Le Mans GT3. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be, of course. The, I'm, I'm laughing wickedly there. I've got nothing to do with building the stages, don't worry. Um, <laughs> uh, and it's the second round of, the, as we speak, it's the second round of the Slot Rally Championship um, on 3rd March. March. Uh, so no, literally third, second. Yeah, well, this weekend. It's the third. Yes, it's the first today as we're recording. I thought it was in two Hello. weeks' time. No, not well. Unless um, I've got it very wrong, I think. I think it's. it's I thought it was the seventeenth. I without refer- <laughs> the professionalism of talking out a slot shines through. <laughs> I'm fairly certain. Without Damn. stopping recording a loop, that it's the third. Um, 
<clears throat> because that was a that was a, the reason I the reason I'm not going or one of the reasons I'm not going is um, I've just driven back down from Scotland, so the notion of driving a third of the way back uh, doesn't appeal. So, but that's bad planning on my part. Anyway, um, in terms so in terms of uh, other stuff, you you sent me you sent me a note of things you wanted to talk about. Um, one of them. Uh, yes, was slightly controversially, and I want to just touch on it because I like my like a little bit of controversy, and I meant to have my Carrera Pit Girls to hand actually, <laughs> uh, which which may give some people a hint of what it is. Um, no, no, we were as real motorsport is ramping up. Okay, there's been a couple of rounds of the World Rally Championship, but nobody watches that, so it doesn't matter. Um, so the World and the, the FIA has now decided to ensure that nobody watches it going forward. Ah, yeah. Well, maybe we maybe we should start doing a real motorsport podcast. That would be um, a whole different kettle of fish, wouldn't it? Um, but I, I know I think the rule change is quite good. Uh, the, the the hybrid cars have not been a success in the sense that there aren't very many of them. Um, no, so but there's still silhouette cars on space frames. And okay, the argument is it's cheaper to make a racing car look like a road car than to make a road car look like a racing car. To engineer that, but the point of the sport is that link to the the showroom. And if people can see very plainly that the cars are not related to what they could potentially be pottering around in, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, WRC was successful because you could go and buy an Evo, you could go and buy an Escort. You can't go and buy. Was it? I well, that's, I think it's the other way around. I think it was successful because there was lots of cars and competition, and there was lots of cars because the lots of manufacturers could build cars to meet the regulation. Um, the hybrid rule is very expensive, and therefore lots of people are going. You know what won't bother doing that? Take Skoda for example, happily building lots of Rally Two cars. Not the slightest bit interested in building the the top class one. Um, so yeah, I think I I I think it'll be a good thing. I think it'll be a good thing. Well, it but makes it the only other frontline series with no hybrid content or alternative powertrain content apart from NASCAR. So um, that's nice. We had a couple of NASCAR rounds. Atlanta was very exciting. All those looking forward to Carrera's output towards the end of the year should be jolly I, excited. I, 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 for the American, for the American listener, uh, listeners, sorry, uh, I know that there's more than two now. We're, we're, we're growing, but anyway, hello and welcome. By the way, um, I watched the highlights, and basically, it's—I mean—in three-minute highlight reel, I saw endless yellow flags and crashes and stuff, uh, and it turned into what was it—a three-lap dash. So, um, what was the point of the preceding three hours? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Daytona was a disappointment, but Atlanta last weekend was amazing and one of the better races I've ever seen. Um, and the margin of victory was three thousandths of a second, and it was three ways. So everyone did memes of the uh, the end of the race but, in cars when uh, when Lightning McQueen has his tongue out to win it. Yeah, I don't know. But that was compl- that was artificial. You say that though, the end of the race, but that they don't they'd all lined up going slowly only. Six miles earlier, hadn't they? There was a caution. Yeah, so the race was umpteen laps wrong. If they just let it race, then somebody would have won by laps. But it was, <laughs> anyway, uh, I know that NASCAR cars fantastic as a spectacle. It's fantastic, but uh, as a as competition, 
I really don't get it. Anyway, um, and that's despite me watching the um, behind-the-scenes documentary series that you're urging. I wouldn't say mm. insisting, but you're urging, which was enjoyable enough. Um, I, it shows you how long since I've been interested in NASCAR. They all look like they all look too thin and too young to be NASCAR <laughs> drivers. <laughs> NASCAR drivers are all big, burly blokes, uh, not thin jockeys. It's really all gone wrong. Um, and Formula One apparently still goes, still happens, uh, and they're going to have another season, uh, which bemuses <laughs> well, me. Um, <laughs> we haven't yet got to qualifying yet, have we? So something might change in the meantime. There could be right, a Google okay. Drive that has been uh, as, unexposed. As well, it says something when the, the the possible shenanigans of members of the team who don't compete on the track. Uh, have grabbed the headlines for weeks rather than the cars. Um, it ceased to be a sport. It really is a soap opera. But never mind. Um, uh, yes, I have. I haven't watched for ages. But segueing back to slot cars, we uh, Skeletric have launched their Williams and McLaren F1 cars, which were from last year, I think. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. Um, and you pointed out this: modern Formula One cars are very long. And um, witnessed the. We now know the real reason for the bigger Skeletric box. Exactly. It wasn't the Blues Brothers car. It wasn't for Fab One. No. It was to fit modern for one car. <laughs> um, and someone, perhaps unkindly, uh, put the Skeletric car alongside the NSR car, was it? Yeah. Was it an NSR or a Scale Auto? So NSR's something. done its Formula 22, hasn't it? Because it doesn't have any licenses for anything. And. Mm. Um, I suppose, in a way, well, fair enough then. It's not a Formula One car, so it can be whatever shape and size you want. Um, and so it's considerably shorter and considerably wider. I wonder why. Yeah, mm. it's probably, NSR haven't invested in a bigger box. This is it, you see. Oh, well, that's only, the reason, yeah. Not only have Skeletrics invested in the licenses, <laughs> they invested in a bigger box. So, you know, if you want reality... That's the way I'm, I'm, I'm being slightly tongue in cheek, but seriously, um, those things don't come cheap. A license, a Formula One license, and a, you know, whatever the cost of tooling up for a new box, um, that probably didn't come cheap either. So, um, good on them for sticking by that when others are just making approximations. But, uh, but you know, the shape I, of the I, cars I isn't that. altogether that different between them. You could actually just do a generic jelly mold f1 and stick whatever colors on it you want but you you could you could and you know, they might but they didn't and i think that's you know well they did it before didn't plot. they i don't think they've ever they've the ne- last, they've never yeah the made... last generation of f1s they did a generic one which appeared in a sort of a faux williams livery and a faux mclaren livery i think which is oh, those are like real starter cars aren't they? yeah 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 Oh no, they've always done kind of sort of basic single seater things. But anyway, anyway, am I going to buy one? No, I did. <laughs> I'm curious about. So this is going to sound bad. I'm curious about how long it is, but um, because I wonder how it goes. <laughs> Don't snort. Um, that's going to say that brings us back to the Red Bull emails, doesn't it? it but does the, really. um, the <laughs> how uh, how would it handle um, normal curves? Well, they're going to need borders. I can see your face, <laughs> listeners. I can see on his face that there are a number of things that Mr. Garton is considering. Said, it, would probably send a, <laughs> it would probably send a few inappropriate text messages. 
<laughs> Fortunately, he's holding himself back, which is jolly good. Um, <laughs> let's move on. Can I? This is sounding like terribly boasted. I've created, I'm going to get a sign to put behind me, which I failed to print out for today, which is you know, when you go into a factory and it says days since accident. Oh, yeah. And it's, you know, they've changed the number and they're very proud when it gets to a huge long number. I'm going to have a days since, days since slot car. And had I, had I got one behind me at the minute, it would read zero because <laughs> <laughs> uh, yesterday uh, arrived a parcel from Spain, which had um, two Lancia Delta team slot uh, models in it, which I bought from Hobby Classic. Um, all came, I mean, it took, I think it took a couple of weeks, but that's that's fine. Um, why did I buy them from there? Well, one of the reasons is, uh, again, for those of you watching in radio, I'll have to describe what I'm holding up. So the Bastos liveried uh, Group A Delta, uh, it's a lovely thing. Uh, it was a, a special edition only done uh, for Hobby Classic, hence the reason uh, I bought it for them. I got the clean version. I'm not terribly into dirty cars. So at the same time, I also bought the new tow tip car. Um, and in an appropriate shape. Interesting of technicality, but it's, it's nice and bright, unlike perhaps the SCX car, which is, you know, I'll forgive it a lot of things. Um, this has got a suspended axle, which is, is almost impossible for me to demonstrate uh, on radio. But uh, I'm looking forward to giving those a run on the track later. Um, and a little bit before that, um, the reason, by the way, the re- I should explain the reason for this apparent splurging on cars is I had a tax rebate. Uh, and for those of you uh, who don't get these things, they don't happen very often, do they? So you, normally they phone you up and say, you owe us more money. <laughs> so when they when they grudgingly admit that they've got too much of your money and they have to give it you back, um, and you say, would you like us just to keep it and take it off any future? You go, no, 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 I would really quite like it. Thank you very much. Uh, you immediately so, dial up uh, Hobby Classic. I'm, well, not yet partly that, but also then there was a Facebook post from Scale Models Said, look, we've listed some new stuff, so I thought I'll, I'll have a look. You know, I'm just curious. And they are in what I think are sort of mint and box. They're certainly very nice. Were two old original SCX Ferrari 288 GTOs, uh, uh, the 7-up green, all green with 7-up livery. Uh, not a real car, I think. I think it's a fantasy livery, but you know, I forgive it for all of that. And then also uh, a Pioneer livery, which I think. Would have been a real livery on a Ferrari 308, not a 288, obviously. Um, and I just went, yes, and bought both of those as well. So two old Ferraris and two new Lanciers have arrived. Uh, so, But as I say, this is thanks to Her Majesty's government giving me back <laughs> s- s- some of my own money. Thank you very much. Um, so later when I finish <clears throat> with you, that'll do recording the podcast, uh, I shall be out... Um, trying to warm up the slot shed because <laughs> it's not had any heating in it for a week um, <laughs> and get the track up to some sort of temperature uh, and give these things a little few or a few laps round. Nice. It should be good fun. Yeah. Yeah. So anything caught your eye, though? Anything you fancy buying? Uh, yeah, the um, Slotit's um, Rothmans Canada liveried 962 is now in the stockists. Um, <clears throat> I think I just say that that's one of the rare occasions when the slot car looks better than the real car. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. that real car livery looked like a kind of cobbled together, you know, last minute sponsorship 
with a bit of tape and paint thing. The slotted car looks absolutely beautiful. It's odd though. I mean, every single time I've done a livery on a slotted Porsche and stuck it on slot forum, everyone immediately goes, oh, I'd really love the Rothmans Canada one. Okay. Well, I was. I would have. I would have been. I'm surprised at that. But seeing what they've done with it, I can see the attraction. So yeah, it's pretty. Um, have you? Have you? Does this mean you're? I mean, you. You've got a number of. I have. It's a nice round slotted. number. I'm loath to sort of go I... odd with my numbers. I like them even. <laughs> sixty. Wait, sixty. That's a coincidence. In a way, because uh, only last week our friends at Fly announced that they've done sixty liveries on the Renault Five Turbo. I know I don't have them all. Um, <laughs> Is this now a th- target? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, there was a little. There was a sort of voice in my head went, "Oh, but no, no, no," and, and they've announced another one. So I, mean, I don't know whether that's the sixtieth or the sixty-first. But anyway, I'm sure there'll be more to come. But that's quite interesting. So you're you're on a par with Fly Renault Five Turbos. Yeah. But yeah. Fly hasn't written a book about Porsche 956s and 962, so they have got no excuse. Um, been, uh, no, they're, no, they're they're hopefully making money out of it all, but that's who knows with slot like, car. They'll tell a story, my ones. So that there's one chassis which goes for six years, um, which is nice. It's nice. Yeah, you could do that. We could have a kind of we could have little special editions of you know. Bedtime stories with Nick and story, <laughs> sto- sto- slot car stories. Um, people there you go. Into I'm, a coma. I'm, tra- I'm trademarking that now. Slot car stories is ours. <laughs> Nobody nick it. Uh, and we'll be shortly producing a series of um, audio audio podcasts with Nick re- well, revealing tales Spain. tales from the Porsche nine five six nine six two. Oh, wouldn't that be nice? Um, and yes, also yeah, yeah. in a Rothmans, in a Rothmans um, zone, we've got Rothmans Ford P68s from NSR because Rothmans is the new Rothmans is the new Golf. That's right. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. yeah, so uh, I saw those and went really. And NSR's also brought out its three hundred euro motor. <gasps> So I'll do that again. <gasps> what? <laughs> so that's a six slot car motor. Yes. By my comes by, you can buy six Scalettric or Carrera for one motor. Yes. And what does it do for this? Uh, whatever it does, it does it without brushes. Um, it does it by okay. witchcraft, and you pay that extra two hundred and eighty-eight euros for the witchcraft um, that goes into it. <laughs> Um, somebody's got a cauldron, frog's legs, <laughs> and um, it all just happens. Um, apparently, these things are for the serious racer, but only for oh, people. Yeah. Um, it's just fine, you know, if you want to do it, do it. Why not? If you've got 300 so, quid to burn, I'm vaguely aware of brushless motors in RC cars, I've never seen well, one, they don't cost I'm... 300 euros. I guess they're a bit <clears> bigger. I don't know. Does, does, does miniaturization bring with it? So I don't. I'm, I genuinely, uh, I mean, despite the fact that I've got a bit of paper that says I'm an engineer, I've no idea how a brushless electric motor works. Um, Maybe that's what that they're relying on. Although clearly, <laughs> if that is what they're relying on, it's quite successful because they have sold out. They were announced like a week ago, and they're all gone. Wow. 
So we will shortly be seeing sort of some sort of arms race of slotless, slotless motors, brushless motors. I don't know, would anyone use them in a <laughs> would anyone try and shoehorn one into a scale electric rover or something? Um, that might be a bit odd. I think I they're mainly they intended for metal chassis wingy things, aren't they? I don't know. Oh, there's other things you can't see going <clears> around. Those basically, ones. yeah, <laughs> just ensuring that you can't see them. <laughs> You just stand there in front of a wide open, empty track with a slightly serene look on your face as people hear this. The marshals having to wear baseball pitcher, not baseball catcher gear, you know, full face helmets and padding just in case the car comes off. Um, that is the that's if, if there's an envelope of slot car fun. I'm at the opposite corner from it. I'm at the corner where I don't mind it going quite slow and sliding around because I like watching it going round. Whereas those wingy things are obviously at the, I don't care what it looks like because I can't see it and it's just going very fast, which is fine. That's what you enjoy. It's just not the whole idea. Um, 300 quid. Of course, the trouble is the good, the good, sorry, the quick, the competitive, whatever you want, the guys who are used to winning races and spending money to do so will buy them. So, the same people will still probably win. It's just that they'll be using this thing and everybody will have to step up a bit. Ah, oh. Anyway, it's probably not as bad as magnets. Then we can leave. Magnets are the bad, bad thing. Um, <laughs> bad, bad. I am worried. That's, uh, the little I do know about electromagnetic thingy, Bob, is that the sheer number of magnets that I've taken out of slot cars that are all clustered together in a sort of giant ball in the corner of the garage is probably bending light round about my house. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've got a section of one of my little plastic um, divided tubs, um, which is for where the magnets go, and it's quite fun to see how <clears throat> it pulls things towards it. <laughs> Is there a sort of quiet hum, or sort of exactly, bristling yeah. little metallic <laughs> dust on the corners of it? Uh, um, anything, anything else that you've seen that you fancy? No, um, slot car sort, wise. Yeah, slot car. exactly. <laughs> um, Sorry, red, that Red Bull story keeps blooming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's so many guys in motorsport, the professional sport, going. Yeah. Oh, I can't. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, no, I, not much has. If I'm honest, it's been quite quiet. There's been the release of some stuff that's been expected. Um, nothing really new announced. Just a few repaints of stuff. BRM one twenty fourth um, escorts with weirdly shaped um, screens and pillars. Well, the, the world, the, the 2024's uh, MR slot car shadow appears to be the um, Revo slot Datsun, doesn't it? You know, So it's February and everybody's declaring it's the best car of the year already. Um, I haven't seen one um, in the in the metal because a big chunk of it is metal. Um, I mean, I like Revo slot cars and I think, I think they're a bit mixed, but I'm not quite sure why everybody's so mad about that one. Um I am sure when the slotted version comes, it'll go faster. But that's a different thing. Um, what I one again, another thing you missed uh, because of, as you say, you were otherwise engaged was the Milton Keynes swap meet, uh, yeah. which I went up to. I haven't been there for ages. Um, it's run by the NSCC, and it used to be, and still is to a degree, kind of the the place where uh, 
if you like the I was going to say the non-commercial side of it. That's the wrong way, but it, it, because it was organised by the club, it was. It used to be the one where all of the the little manufacturers of bits and pieces, or your spare tyres, or old motors, and all that sort of thing went to. I mean, they're more more visible at other events these days, but it still had that vibe to it. And um, so it was interesting wandering around, bought bought a few things, which was resolved nice. Talked to lots of people, uh, which was nice. People coming up, saying they listened to us, which is always very nice. Um, but a special shout out, and I hope he's listening to a chap called Mike. Michael, who kind of stopped me in the as I was uh, in browsing away. Uh, it's always slightly. I'm always glad people do, but it's always slightly awkward to go. Are you from talking at a slot? Um, anyway, he said some very complimentary things, and that was very nice. Thank you. So, Michael, thank you for listening. It was nice to meet you. And to anybody else, if you see us out and about, if you've got something nice to say, come up and say. <laughs> <laughs> If you haven't got anything nice to say, uh, the Facebook comments, oh, no, no I'm joking. Uh, nobody said anything too nasty to me. And you never know, I've still got a few Talking Utter Slot stickers, so if I've got some in my pocket, um, that tends to be the way I give them out now. If somebody comes up and says they're a listener, then uh, especially if they've listened to all of them. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, So even in terms of swap, of course, the biggie, uh, Gaiden in May, is now technically, as we're talking in March, uh, only a month and a half away. I'm, I'm exaggerating a bit. Two months, really, but it's what's the date of that, Scott? Twin piece. So your date. See you in dates. Like which date is this? Which you don't. I'm retired. I barely know what day it is. <laughs> I don't know what date it is. I, I think it's towards the end of May. Julie Scale will be shouting at her podcast. <laughs> it's this, you idiot. Uh, uh, if you look it up, I'm sure it'll be readily available. But yes. Um, but that's I'm really looking forward to. I'm even toying with the ideas of going both days. You know, sort of it could be proper festival. You know, camping at Gaydon. <laughs> well, see, it normally falls firstly on my eldest two daughters' birthday weekend because they're within 361 days of each other. But also, um, usually a motorsport event as well. But as I'm not currently scheduled to be doing much. Um, I'm taking the opportunity to take one of said daughters to see Mr. Gary Newman in concert. Wow. Um, which might does be. She, does she want to go? I can tell why her dad wants to go. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, it r- remains to be seen. We talked about it last night, and I sent her over a few videos to, to watch while she was having her student pasta. Um, and I've so, yet to hear anything back, which could mean one thing or another. So this obviously answers the question: What did she say when you told her? Because she went, "Who?" Obviously, she went, "Who?" <laughs> um, she does that with anyone I talk about. Um, the Doors, um, who? Well, the, do- the Doors are a little bit older than Gary Newman. Surely she must recognise. Yeah, she's a student. You're supposed to be wearing tie dye and you know thinking you should be thinking joining you... the Twenty Seven Club or something. Um, that's what students do. Nah, <laughs> then they get anymore. a job, earn money, and go. Oh, this is fun! I'm going to keep doing this. Keep doing this, yeah. No, nah, no. Nah, nah. Oh well, that's good. Well, well. So, where are you? Where will you be seeing Mr. Newman? Uh, in Bournemouth. Which, given his age, is probably quite appropriate. <laughs> actually, well, it's the 45th anniversary of his first two albums. I was going to say what age is Gary Newman, and yes, so he's 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 older than me, probably. He's 63. Yeah. He is older than me, but he's got old airplanes, so I'm always jealous. Um, I don't know. Does he still? Does he still? No. Does he? He doesn't do that anymore. No. No, Last time I went to see him was 2014, and I did the meet and greet thing. And I always used to see him at air shows. 
and I built a model of his um, old Harvard that he used to do air displays in, and he signed mm. it for me. In fact, it's right here. Should I get it? Yes, yes, yes. See, slot, we should we should change this to slot cars and more. You never you never know where we're going with this. Gary Newman signed model aircraft. Um, if it wasn't for the fact that it would fall foul of the copyright things, I would I would obviously overlay this with a a slice of Gary Newman music, but uh, I wouldn't do that. Of course, next time going to see if it hasn't. <laughs> I have to say, these meet and greets are funny things. And um, I was probably the only person there who didn't ask him about, you know, why the rationale for the um, sleeve cover choice on certain single in 1983, um, what that was all about and what his inspirations were for that. And I was like, ah, um, let's talk about planes, shall we? And we had a really nice sort of 20 minutes. And apparently his brother is now the um, senior instructor for new pilots at EasyJet. Wow, it's, so there you go. See, it's um, yeah. It's, it's so here is up. the Newman Harvard. Ah, uh-huh, yes, because he famously did have it. He had it decorated as a Japanese zero for. He did because Harvard's when in old movies, young folk uh, when they didn't really have CGI and things, they would get old Harvards, which were American training planes, because the canopy kind of looked like a zero. <laughs> that is fantastic. That's. I hope you've sort of is that now sprayed over with some. Sort of um, glossy sealant <clears throat> to stop it fading and all that sort of thing. Um, no, it isn't, and it should be because, as you can see, <laughs> it's a little bit dusty. Yeah, I mean, oh, you need one of the magic uh, Tamiya uh, unicorn tail brushes. I don't think they actually are made of unicorn tail, but um, <laughs> this they should be given the price them. But Tamiya sell this brush, which is magical for getting dust off models without breaking anything. This is sort of I'll, I'll, I shall I shall send you a link. But um, oh, no, that's I've got great. a few signed Newman bits. I've got a couple of posters and a couple of cassettes, so that's all right. But, um... So you're a bit of a fan, and yet even so your daughter still had to go, who? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, she's only just starting to learn about the Beatles, so um, there we are. Anyway. Um, yeah, but no, it's a, it, it's a thing, and um, I love it. And yeah, I've been, my first gig, Gary Newman gig, was 1987. I was 14 and my uncle took me. Brilliant, brilliant. Right, I'm going to I'm going to call a halt because you guys were getting very nostalgic now, and we're not talking about slot <laughs> which may be more entertaining than talking about. Well, slot I'll car. try and run some slot cars. In fact, it sounds yeah. like I might have to run some this weekend unexpectedly, <laughs> um, which means I better finish building them. Which means, right, we better go. Okay, right. Thank you for that. Thanks for listening, <laughs> and we look forward to hearing how if Nick gets to Oxford or not. Bye, everybody. Mm-hmm.